Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Complete Wedding Podcast. I am joined today with Maria Rodriguez, and today she is going to be telling us how not to mess around with your eyebrows, how to turn your lipstick into a blush, your foundation into a concealer. She wants to be the flash. What's up with floating heads? And, <laughs> <laughs> and also, we're going to be talking about those raccoon eyes. So you stay tuned. So welcome, everybody, to the Complete Wedding Podcast. My name is Damon with Complete Weddings and Events. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing uh, Maria Rodriguez. Uh, Maria Rodriguez, she is a uh, makeup artist. I actually found her on Instagram uh, because she does amazing work. Uh, one of the things that really caught my attention was uh, your smoky eyes. I see uh, that you do that very, very well. So that, that kind of uh, caught my eye. And, um, and so when I was thinking about doing another interview, I wanted to um, find a makeup artist and uh, you were my first choice, so I appreciate you accepting the offer. So without further ado, I want to welcome Maria to the podcast. Maria, welcome. Hello, everyone. I, I'm Maria Rodriguez, and like he explained, I'm a makeup artist, and I'm super excited to be here with you guys to answer questions, get to know, you know, a little bit more of what the process is, of um, what it takes to be a makeup artist, or any questions that you guys may have that are those who are interested in, or just how the whole, how it become, how you come to become a makeup artist. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Um, so uh, tell us, I guess, a little bit about uh, what you do and how you got started. Okay, so I'm, um, oh, I'm a general makeup artist. So there are specialized makeup artists that are for like weddings, for celebrities, for, um, you know, uh, certain type of uh, photo shoots, things like that. Um, and uh, I just do general overall because I've had a little experience in, um, in all of the areas. So I started off, it's really funny because I, growing up, I never liked makeup. I hated it so much. My mom used to run after me um, to try to even just put a little bit of, you know, lip gloss or, or powder. And I was like, no, I would just like run away from her all the time. You know, I was just that natural beauty. I don't want anything on my face. I don't want to feel like I have to do anything more. And, um, you know, when you start to come to an age as a young woman, you know, it's like you want, you'd start to want to dress up more and want to, you know, do more. So um, I had to go to a wedding and I wanted to look nice. And How old were you? I was about 18, 18, 19. And I wanted to look nice, but I didn't know how to put on any makeup. I legit didn't know what to put on my face, how it would work. I just didn't know. So um, luckily my sister-in-law, she was in, um, in cosmetology school. So, you know, they teach a little bit of everything, you know, but starting, um, but mainly hair, but they teach a little bit of everything. So she kind of knew how to do makeup. Um, she had already taken that course. So I was like, please help me, can you please? So she did my, um, she did my hair because she also did hair and um, she was like, okay, I'll do your makeup. And she did the most beautiful shadow on my face. And I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. Like I really loved how she did my, my makeup. It made me feel so good. And that feeling alone, like, you know, the, the point of makeup, it's not necessarily to change you. It's to enhance what you already have. So, you know, when you're able to enhance it in a way where you see yourself in a different 
you know, different way, or it makes you, you know, give an extra boost of confidence. I think for women in general, that's very beautiful. And that's something that's needed because not all of us have the highest confidence every time we walk outside of the door. But if you can feel a little better about yourself, why not? So I felt so amazing. And I was like, you know what, this is really gorgeous. So I asked her, I was like, what did you do? You know, she's like, well, she showed me the small palette um you know that had various colors on there and she's like you know I took this I bought this palette she's like cost me like a dollar something and I was like oh wow you know it's, it's affordable and um she's like um you know she's like I just put this color here that color there and then I just blended it that's all she told me and I was like okay I mean how hard can this be why not so I um went to the nearest beauty supply store I grabbed the palette. I grabbed a brush. I didn't know what I was doing at all, at all. I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And um, I grabbed whatever brush. I grabbed that palette. I sat in my car for two hours trying to figure out how she created that look. And I finally got something close to it. And I felt so happy. I was like, oh my God, this was, it was such an awesome experience for me because, you know, it was, Literally, I was creating art, you know, um, and, and, and I didn't know anything what I was doing. So I kind of fell in love with it and I started to, to self-educate myself. And most makeup artists, what most people don't know is that um, there isn't a licensed course for a makeup artist. You can't do it like a, um, like a, a hairstylist because there's not enough hours in um in that licensing or in that type of course that will give you a license. So most makeup artists are not licensed. Now they are part of unions. They do have unions like in California or in New York because they have filming and things like that. Um, that is not in Florida. It doesn't apply, but um, you can get a certification, but it's not a license. Now the closest thing to a license that we can possibly get is becoming a skin estheticianist. And that's when you understand the skin, which is key in makeup. It's really key. What most people don't understand, there's a lot of technical um, pieces to makeup. It's not just, you know, putting on stuff, contour and, and highlights. It's not that all the time. There's a lot of technicality to it because you have to understand um, theory. And there is a theory, just like everything, there's a theory to, um, to makeup. And we base everything off of color theory. So um, I was just so interested. So I started to do a lot of research. I started to look into, you know, um, look at different styles. I would look at magazines. Um, I would look to find out who's the makeup artist. I would look up their work, um, be more inquisitive of that. I would, you know, try to literally like break down the looks that they have, um, you know, to so that I can understand how the process is because I, I couldn't afford to even go to one of those schools either because sometimes they're very expensive. Regardless of the fact that it's just a certification, they can be very expensive. So I was like, well, you know what? School of the Hard Knock, Hard Rocks, we're literally going to be doing this on your own. You're going to figure it out. And I'm the type of person that if I want something, I go for it. And I was just teaching myself. I would look up, you know, this was at the time that YouTube was blowing up with all of the, you know, um, the YouTuber uh, makeup artists on there. So I would watch their stuff and I would really look at it. And, I would, you know, depending on who it was, I would look for 
more seasoned makeup artists that had a page, some that had worked with celebrities or had worked on photo shoots, because I really loved the production aspect of makeup. Um, just how, you know, they, what I loved about original or like, you know, legit makeup artists or celebrity makeup artists that have been doing this for years, the ones that have started with the Naomi Campbells of the world, that started with Iman, that have started with the Sydney Crawfords of the world, like they, what they understood of what makeup was and what it is, is that, like I said earlier, it's, it enhances your beauty. It's not supposed to change you. A woman is not supposed to look in the mirror or a person's not supposed to look in the mirror and think like, oh my God, who is this person? They're just supposed to see themselves in a more enhanced way. And, you know, for an everyday woman, that's very important as well, because most women don't wear pounds of makeup every day. That's not true. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't even wear as much makeup as, you know, as you would think as a makeup artist. I literally... I go sometimes weeks without wearing makeup. And because we have, uh, you know, we have this lifestyle that we're always on the go. So we don't have time to do, you know, a two hour routine every day. Like nobody's gonna wake up at four o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning to do something like that. Um, so it's, you know, understanding that you can enhance in certain ways, but doing it correctly, um, you know, it's really what, how I wanted to do my makeup and so I just you know pretty much kind of like hit the books kind of in a sense um and really started to learn about how to do it how to do it properly what it takes to be a makeup artist what are the requirements of what it makes you a makeup artist um you know and that's another thing it's like there's a there's um there's there are requirements that kind of set you apart there's a difference from somebody who knows how to do makeup good and a makeup artist because when you become a makeup artist you're dealing with different type of skin type you're dealing with different face shapes you're dealing with um uh, skin issues you're dealing with um you know uh all of these things that a person comes with and every person is different and you don't know them and you don't know their skin you don't know if they're allergic to things you don't know all of these things. So those are things that come into play when you are a makeup artist, you know, someone who likes a certain type of face, you know, or likes a certain type of style, or if they're not used to, you know, heavy makeup, that can be a shocker to them. I mean, you can make the most beautiful face on a person, but if that person does not feel comfortable when they see themselves in the mirror, like your client is not happy, you know, you're literally taking their money and that's, you don't want that. So you're, I really you're answering wanted... a lot of the questions that I'm going to be asking you. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just going. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you're fine. So, you're fine. <laughs> eventually, you know, with that, I started, after I started to learn more, um, I hooked up with one of um, my brother. He had a friend who had a friend who she did makeup. And I was like, you know, I would love to be an assistant. So I was really looking to be an assistant somewhere. And I started, started with her. Um, they so happened to be working with an artist, a local artist from South Florida. His name is um, Absolute. And we started working on his photo shoots and on his video shoots. And from there, that's kind of where my makeup career kind of started. It was like 2012. I'll never forget it. It was the most mm -hmm. fun year I've ever had doing like we were nights after nights of photo shoots, video shoots. And that's why I say I love the bit production more because I really, it was an adrenaline, you know, just 
being hours without sleep in a, in a video shoot or in a photo shoot and we had tons of fun. Mm -hmm. I think that might be where I first saw you because I actually um, work with Absolute. So I don't know if, uh, if that's where the, the connection came about. So yeah. Um, yeah. big shout out to Absolute. Yes, um, shout out. Uh, songs, Beautiful, Hope Dealer, The Truth, all those great songs. So if you're not familiar with Absolute, definitely check him out. He's a local uh, Florida artist uh, right here in South Florida, actually. Yeah. So um, I just want to... Um, bring it back a little bit. You mentioned uh, you're a general makeup artist, uh, right. which means you'll, uh, you'll do the, the photo shoots, you'll do the videos, you'll do weddings and, and all of that. Um, right. Is it just makeup or do you do um, like what, threading or anything like that? Or is it just specifically um, makeup? And well, I recently did get, to, well, every, there, I mean, those expertises, you do have to take classes and courses mm -hmm. and get certified for them because they, um, they require a little bit more in depth. Um, learning. So um, there's some I'm interested in and some that I'm not. Like there's, okay, I'll say I'm a purist when it comes to makeup, if that makes sense. Um, like I said, I, I love the enhancement, but not where it's changing you and certain, certain practices that are now more popular or certain trends, I'm not for it. So I don't even recommend it. Like I wouldn't even do it on myself. And if there's something I wouldn't do on myself, I wouldn't, you know, kind of recommend it. So um, some of those things I don't do because I don't necessarily want to, but one of them um, I've been looking into, but I do, I was recently certified for eyelash extension. Nice. So I'm okay with those, but you know, sometimes when it's too much, I'm like. <laughs> so you're not a threader. You're not gonna, you know, with the. No, 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 <laughs> Can no, they even no, do that now with COVID because that. of the because of the you have to use like your mouth and whatever yeah, to thread? Like, yeah, can you even no. do that now? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I I don't care to be a threader because the grooming <laughs> part of of makeup is kind of uh, it's for me. It's also it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, because you have to, especially when it comes to your eyebrows, your eyebrows frame your face. So if you take out just the wrong piece of hair, that can change a whole person's look. And us girls, when it comes to our eyebrows, we don't play that. So we particularly go to a special person every time we get our eyebrows done because that person knows us and knows how we want it. So yeah, that's a lot of responsibility for me. So I'm good with the threading or even the grooming aspect of, of that. But I mean, things like eyelash extensions, I'll do. Um, one, because, you know, it, it is a more popular trend now. So, you know, you, you want to you wanna keep up with the times. But I mean, there's certain things that I probably won't do just because I'm, like I said, I'm a purist when it comes to makeup. Okay, gotcha. Um, so you had mentioned you had you do when you were learning, you were doing a lot of research. Um, and throughout your research, or just in general now, who is like your your style icon? Who is the the person that you I guess look up to the most? Um, there's actually quite a few, to be honest. Um, but top right now. Ooh, that's hard. That's a good question. Uh, okay, so I mean, our main, um, our main like uh, way to know, you know, how good a person is or not is, of course, through seeing celebrity makeup artists and things like that. I have to say, probably my favorite is 
is Sir John. He's um, Beyonce's makeup artist, actually. And he does have a style from other makeup artists that are older than him, um, you know, from before that, you know, are icons as well. But um, I don't know, it's just something about how he does, he, he does that in hands. And the way that he, you know, he also is, um, he's uh, an artist, like an actual artist, like uh, painting and things like that. And most would, you know, when the re research is done and the more you learn, and, you know, I, I'm passionate about this. So that's why I'm kind of like a nerd <laughs> in a sense. And I do research and I read into things like, because I love this and I'm, I'm passionate about it. So, um, you know, with his background, or you'll see that most um, famed or more iconic makeup artists, they do have that background of being, they were painters. They were literally um, went to art school, like the, they were actual artists and they transitioned into makeup artist or makeup because it's another form of artistry. You know, you have oil paint and then you have this at this point would be, you know, 3D art. Like a living canvas, yeah. Exactly. So, and, you know, it's there, it's always, there's always going to, you're always going to find challenges. I mean, it's great when you have a beautiful girl who has no, you know, blemishes on her face or, you know, has this, you know, beautiful uh, features. It's great. It makes it easy. But everyday people aren't like, you know, supermodels. Or Beyonce. Not, <laughs> right, we're Beyonce. So we won't be. right. find your challenges. And when you, and that's why I say enhancing is what is, is the best way to approach makeup. Because, um, you know, you... Everybody has different features. Everybody has different everything. So I really love how he's always done that through his makeup, not only on Beyonce, but even on other celebrities and photo shoots that he's done. Um, he's just, he, he understands, you know, and it's funny because you would think, how can a man, you know, do makeup so beautifully and can do it so well and he's a man, but when you understand the face, when you understand um, what makes a, a woman or something beautiful, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you can you can really make something up from it. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, um, I used to be a huge fan of uh, America's Next Top Model. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, Miss J used to kill it, like crush it. So it doesn't matter if you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing, right? Exactly, exactly. One way or another, you know what you're doing and you're if you're great at it, you're great at it. So, sure, for sure. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I, I see um, with with our company because we do you know photography and, and the DJ and everything, and when I tell people what I what I do, then they'll ask for different tips, and so I'll give them like little tidbits of advice. So, when somebody asks you as a makeup artist um, if they can, if you can give them a tip, what is what tip do you uh, generally give people? Um, generally, I would say. Um, Okay, so when it comes to just, if you're just starting out or whatever, you want something quick every day, something, you know, always have just staple pieces or staple um, products because the fun thing about makeup is that you can use anything to be anything. So if you want a lipstick can be a blush and it can also be some shadow and it's just a lipstick, you know, um, a concealer can be, you know, can be, you can make lipstick out of a concealer and it's also concealer. And if you water it down a little bit, it can be foundation. So 
you want to have certain staple pieces with you that you can take with you at all times that can be dual anything um, that makes it easier to travel. It makes it easier for uh, everyday routine. Um, and it makes it makes you not want to hate makeup because you think you have to buy 500 million products. <laughs> you know, if you got good, your good five essential pieces, you know, you can create your everyday look in a little bit more and, and then some and feel like, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing a little something with makeup. I don't have to do too much to, to, to have to do something. And I say that because, I mean, I'm the makeup, you know, guru in my family, but my sisters and my, they're not, they're just like, mm, no, like you do too much, Maria, all the time. And I'm like, but I love it. So I love doing too much, you know, um, <laughs> But they're, you know, they're like an everyday woman. It's just like, I want something that I can do in five, you know, not have too much product, not have to have too much lay, laying around, something that I can do in five or 10, 20 minutes, the max, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, when you have your like five essential, like foundation, you want to have a foundation, you want to have a concealer, mascara, lipstick, and maybe a blush because blush can be, can be, uh, can be a shadow and it can also, and also blush. Um, and depending on, and maybe like one or two eyeshadows, all you really need. You can turn any one of those into a daytime look and a nighttime look. And that's the easiest thing that, that you can do with makeup. Okay. And so if you had a superpower to do your job, what would that be? Um, a superpower? Oh, speed. <laughs> Hands down flash miss flash yes, i would be the flash yes i would because that's another thing like i was saying going back to an everyday woman because not all of us are doing celebrity makeup and even then and even they don't have time we don't have time <laughs> living in the u.s i'll say or just in general life you don't have time time is of the essence and Sometimes you have the two hours to spare, but most of the time you don't. And when you want to do a perfect look, you know, where you want to have everything right, you want to do it in a timely manner, but so a person's not going to sit there for two hours for you to do their makeup. They're just not. They know it's hard to do. You know, it gets, they get frustrated. You get frustrated. You get, you know, you're tired. So time. Yes. If I could do like... Yes, quickly. Oh my God. Not only that, like I'd be able to do more jobs. Like you do be able to do so much more, you know, uh, in, you know, in high pressure moments. So mm -hmm. yeah, that would be my superpower for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's a, that's a good superpower to have. I'm actually kind of addicted to that uh, show on Netflix right now. Oh yeah. Oh. Me too. I love that show. I'm on Really? Kind of okay. I'm on season two. I can't wait for the new season. I'm on, I really, I just watched. How many season. seasons are there? I think it's six or seven right now. Dang, okay. So I'm way behind then. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good show. I love it though. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was watching um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before that. So I'm just, a, I'm a, you were talking about being a nerd. I'm a comic book nerd. So hard, oh, okay. I'm more Marvel. So that's why I was watching S.H.I.E.L.D. first. But I was like, you know what? Let me check out this, this Flash thing. See yeah. what's up. That's just awesome. It really is awesome. And they do a lot of crossovers with that one too. So yeah, I noticed that a lot. For the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that a lot. Yeah. That, that seemed like that was um, 
kind of on the forefront when they were creating that show, like, hey, we're going to make sure that you know about the Green Arrow and you right. know about uh, the Defenders and all that other stuff. So, yeah. Right, right. All right. So this is the Complete Wedding Podcast. So now I'm going to ask a lot specifically for weddings because um, I want to make sure I give value to um, to the, the watchers here that uh, want to know about weddings. So mm -hmm. think back to your first wedding or first couple weddings. What are some things that you know now that you wish you knew then? Um, well, ooh, that's a good question, actually. That's a really, really good question. Well, okay. Um, I wish I knew then how much pressure it, was, it is for the bride, you know, to have everything perfect. So, you know, sometimes you kind of go into, in certain scenarios, like let's say, you know, production or um, you can do a film or you can even do a music video and it's kind of like you improvise or you're kind of like in the moment, you know, so you can create something. But when it comes to brides, they have an image of how they want to look, how they, they're, they just have this, they have this idea, they, you know, they have this dream and they want it to be, to come into fruition. So you're part of that. You have to have the, you know, she has to have the perfect look, the perfect, um, you know, uh, her eyes have to be the perfect way. Her, her skin has to look a certain way. She wants to look a certain way in her pictures that are going to last forever. You know, it's a special day. It's some of them have been dreaming for it for a very long time. And some of them are very prepared and very, you know, um, detailed. And it's beautiful because, you know, you have, con you're able to control that and kind of like make your day perfect. So some, you know, with what I wish I was more prepared with um, starting out was, you know, understanding that they, you know, this is their perfect day and you're part of that and they're under a lot of pressure. So do your part in making them feel the most, you know, calm and feel um, like you have their back and that mm -hmm. you have the best interest and as them as a client and that you're listening to them mm -hmm. and making them feel more calm. Gotcha. So I guess uh, you were more, when you first started approaching it, just like it's another job. I'm just on a video shoot. So I'm yes. just going to go ahead and do my job and shut up yeah. and work and yeah. not like, girl, you're yeah. good. This is going to be beautiful, like more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you calm her down. Sometimes, you know, you, you, there's scenarios where, you know, you have, um, or I've even seen it where the, the bridesmaid and everybody around is making the bride, you know, upset or oh, yeah. going through it. Oh, yeah. And you kind of like, Dude, it's her day. Sure, yeah. mm -hmm. it's her day. And um, you know, it's it's um you know, it's what she, she like let her feel calm, you know. I think another thing that I would also another thing is um understanding that what she wants is what she wants. You know, sometimes as a person who knows more or an expert or someone who's well in there, you know, you want you know what it should be, but when it's and, but with the thing is, is like, we're not medical professionals. It doesn't need to be like, you know, I don't know. It's not that it, she has an Objective. image. Right. Yeah. It's what she wants and give her what she wants. And that's how she'll feel the most beautiful on her day and feel like something is going right. Because I feel like sometimes oh, things always go a little funny, always something, but I mean, I'm glad it always works out in the end, but 
yeah, those things are definitely very, very, very important. That's funny. I was actually going, that was going to be one of my questions. I actually pulled it off because I um, just for the interest of time. Uh, mm-hmm. But now that you brought it up, uh, one of the, the people that used to work with us, uh, big shout out to Sue, Sue Ona. Um, and she was saying that uh, when she was a stylist, that she would um, work with people and she was like, listen, if they want to wear a green suit, give them a green suit. Even though you know that the green suit is probably not the best option, if that's what they want, that's what you're going to give them and give them the best option for that instead of trying to talk them out of a green suit, say, no, you need to build, you know, whatever wardrobe. So right. right, right. Yeah, no, it's very important to, to give them their green because it's what they want. One is what they're also paying you for. Um, so you have to be respective of that. It's a client and you treat every client with respect. You give them what they want. Um, you of course give your most professional opinion and advice, but it's up to them to take it or not. And, you know, you do what you want to do well. I mean, I'm also, like I said, I'm a purist. So I do believe that if there's something you don't feel comfortable doing, cause you know, it's going to look crazy and it's going to be your work decline, you know, decline the work, you know, don't, don't put yourself in a position where you can compromise yourself professionally as well. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they're the client. You have to give them what, what they want. Mm-hmm. Yep. I definitely understand what you mean there. Um, so thinking about uh, the different clients that you work with, are there different techniques that you use for fairer skin versus darker skin? Um, and so what, what's the difference? Yeah. So, um, I mean, overall, every skin is different. Um, and the most important thing about, you know, like I said, going back to theory, um, you know, we all have different undertones. We have different, um, you know, uh, some of us have blemishes. Some of us have uh, hyperpigmentation, which is like dark circles or um, dark spots. Um and then some of us has great skin, some have oily skin. So those things come into play on top of your complexion. So with someone who's fairy, you have to kind of understand the undertones as well. Um, because certain makeups are either have yellow or have um, olive tones in it or are more neutral. So those things really make a difference when you're putting it on the skin because it can either... It can either make the person look like they're a floating head because it's too light or it can it can just completely turn them, you know, like it's like orange or they're just completely like a different color. And you have to be very careful with that because every person, every fairer skinned person is not the same tone and every darker person is not the same tone either. So, you know, one, I have to look into the skin type that they have first. And then two, I need to look at their tones, to see which colors work better. If they're more warm, if they're more neutral, if they're more cool tone, um, I will, of course, you know, depending on the shade, see what works. And most importantly, shade match. I have mm-hmm. to shade match. And I want you, a lot of people that think they're makeup artists, or even a lot of everyday women that go to, you know, buy foundation, most of the time, they don't know what their shade is, you know? So someone who knows, you know, they, they're going to point you in the right direction. And sometimes, it's sad to say, but those counter people don't know what they're doing. So, you know, they they can give you the wrong color and you will look like a, like a floating head because it has happened even to me. And it's sad because I was a 
a makeup, a, you know, makeup artist well in a couple of years already by then. And I still got bamboozled, you know? So I, um, it's very important to shade match, to make sure that the foundation that's going on your, on your face matches your body, not your face, but your body. That's another mistake that a lot of people do when it comes to um, shade matching. You have to match your face, not your body, your body, not your face, because, um, you know, our faces tend to be a little bit lighter or have lighter places than our body. So you don't want to look like a floating head, (laughs) you know, your neck has to match all one. Um, And then, you know, there's other parts to bring back your complexion, how it's supposed to be. But number one thing, shade matching. Okay, got it. Um, So when I think about, at least for me in the wedding industry, you know, you pick up a rock and throw it, I'll bounce off of 50 different uh, photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, brides have a lot of choices and I'm, I'm sure right. it's similar with, uh, with makeup artists. And, right. and, I, and I go online and I see um, different magazines or different publications, they'll say, or just different blogs. And they'll say, these are the questions that you should ask your photographer. And it's a question like, what camera do you use? And for me, that's a, that's question is, it, it doesn't make any sense because if you are a professional, you can use any camera. So right. then, so what I did with one of my blogs, I came up with a real question that you should ask uh, the, the professional. So for you, what is a real question? Something that really matters uh, that somebody should ask their makeup artist before they hire them? Um, one, I mean, real questions. You know, questions that like really matter, not like, you know, how many brushes do you bring or you know something like that, right? Or are you licensed? Because I mean, you already said it that not a, every uh, makeup artist is licensed. So that's yeah. not a real question, something that really can tell you if they can do their job or not. Definitely. Definitely ask for their portfolio. If they are a makeup artist, they're going to have a portfolio. Okay. They're not just going to show you some Instagram pictures. <laughs> so um but what if they do what if their portfolio is their instagram and it's like you know um just in- insane is that good enough or no i mean yeah i mean if you can look at the quality of work that's definitely very 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 important um their quality of work but if you but most um i'll say seasoned experienced makeup artists they're going to have a portfolio because you, when you go sometimes when you do production um, you can't just show your Instagram pictures. When you have certain serious jobs, you can't show Instagram pictures. You can't go to a modeling agency and show them your Instagram. You have to show them a portfolio. You can't go to try to do a, a, a music video or even try to do a photo shoot without a portfolio. The photographer is going to have, if the photographer has a portfolio, the makeup artist will have a portfolio because you that's what you show. That is the professional part of it. It's not just some Instagram pictures. Yes, Instagram can be a way to show your work, but professionally, you're going to have a portfolio. So you can have an online portfolio. Like I have an online portfolio. Mine is not printed. So you can have that or you can have a printed portfolio. Some some makeup artists work at wedding shops, so they will have a printed portfolio or they go from job to job, so they'll have a printed portfolio. So, um, you'll definitely know the experience that they have if they have a portfolio for sure. Um, And then of course you want to um, 
you know, make sure I'll say for brides, make sure that the trial is included in the price. Um, one, because sometimes they'll charge you different, you know, separate for it, or some make some makeup artists might not even have a trial. So you want to make sure that they include that or that that is part of their, um, their package only because as a bride, you want to have a trial. You don't want to just go off of pictures. Don't do that because you don't, because a person who works on a model every day doesn't necessarily, can't necessarily work on an everyday woman. It's not the same. You know, um, a model has flawless skin. She's, she's pripped and primed for perfection. So it's just kind of like you, we're not like that, you know? So we, you have to make sure that she knows what she's doing um, for you that she's going to understand your skin and someone who can also give maybe a consultation form, um, not just someone who thinks that they know what they're doing. Um, you want to make sure that that person is taking in mind um, your skin type, that they're taking in mind. If you have any allergies that they, um, you know, that they're taking in mind um, that you're going to be safe because what sets apart also a makeup artist from just an everyday person who can do well makeup is um is uh sanitation like it's just how clean you are that is the main thing you are using the same brushes on different people you are using products on different people we see in today's society what that what that can be look at what it's happening with coronavirus you don't want to um make someone sick or you know get some make someone's skin get infected because you don't know how to clean your brushes or because you don't know how to clean your makeup. Um, so you definitely want to take that into, you know, consideration when you're, you know, when you're talking to the makeup artist. That's a good point. I never even thought about that. The fact, you know, you think about it, like I, I go to the barber, obviously, I want to obviously I need a haircut, but <laughs> I go to the barber and uh, obviously you see the, the sanitation, um, juice or whatever you call it that they put all the combs and everything in but i never thought about that for a makeup artist that makes perfect right. sense right right so um when people hire you um mm -hmm. what are some things that you wish they would consider when it comes to makeup uh, doing their or getting makeup done just trusting the advice in a sense like trusting the expert um i think that sometimes they're used to certain things or certain things that they do that makes them feel good, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it looks good. Um, so trusting the advice that is given and, um, you know, not second guessing it because one thing, I'll say one example, you know, uh, I'm sorry, cause I talk a lot. You're good. <laughs> As you can see, You're good. Um, you know, one example is, if you're going to be for like brides, you're going to be photographed. What, you know, the way that makeup translates on photograph is on um, pictures is completely different of how it translates in real life. So sometimes we do have to go a little bit more than what you would feel comfortable with only because you want it to translate beautifully on camera. You know, it's a different lens. You're in a different situation. You have different lighting. Lighting makes a hell of a difference. You know, natural lighting versus um, studio lights is very different. You know, it can change and manipulate the makeup so so badly 
or well that, you know, you have to know what you're doing when it comes to that. So trust the advice that it may seem like it's a lot, but in the end, it'll translate beautifully. You're going to feel great. And then, um, and then also just uh, piggybacking on that, um, with, with the makeup, even though it might seem like it's a lot, it's still not heavy. It doesn't feel like you've been painted on, right? Exactly, exactly. I'm, I mean, if you have a, a good makeup artist that understands um, skin and understands um, natural beauty, so specialized um, bridal makeup artists, they understand these things. So they know what type of makeup feels light, which one feels a little heavier but they know it's going to translate beautifully and still be very natural. You have to know that there's layers. You have to create layers so that you don't, one, damage the skin too. You don't want to put powder makeup on raw skin like that. Like you'll, you'll wake up with pimples. You'll wake up with all of those things and you don't want that either, you know? So um, having someone who understands that, like, you know, the, 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 the layers that you have to put on, but as well as, that they'll blend it so beautifully or use the right amount to make it look so natural. Got it, got it. Um, so what I wanna do now is I want to uh, dispel a myth. There's a, a, a myth that, that happens a lot of times uh, when we're in the, the bridal suite with the photography and uh, people will say, you know, well, the bride's late. Well, why is the bride late? Because makeup is taking forever. And, and so the myth I wanna dispel is it's, Typically, I'm not going to say all the time because there are unprepared makeup artists, but right. typically the problem is that the, um, the client didn't have enough makeup artists for the amount of people that they are going to be doing makeup for. So that's the myth I want to dispel. So my question is, how much time or what amount of time should the client plan for uh, for doing makeup? Okay, so um, there's a, for me... I tend to do, the more that you do bridal makeup, you understand that it's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different ballgame. There's so much to it and it's a lot of preparedness. You have to have these conversations early on. So with any bride that I do, I have tons of conversations with them prior to that date. I meet with them a month prior to that date to do the trial. And if I have to sit in that trial for two hours, we will do that to figure out the perfect look to figure out the perfect um to have the you know the list of what you're using and to discuss the looks of the of the bridal party and um how many people are going to be in it because that is very important to understand how if you need another makeup artist to come along anything over five people like i'm i'm bringing somebody else like it's just not it's just not even a question because i know for a fact um it's gonna, it's, you, you're on a time constraint and you're not gonna wake up a bride at six o'clock in the morning to have her done by six o'clock at night because you're only one person and you have to do 10 people in the party. That doesn't make any sense. So um, I usually split it out um, when it comes to, to that time. I try to give the bride at least two hours. Why? For the bride or for uh, the five people that you're talking about? No. So like um, for each person, I want to get, I get, I try to give them at least an hour. Now I may not take up the full hour. Sure. Um, it's just to give enough leeway for me to prepare myself, for them to prepare themselves, for them to get everything that they need out of the way, because you know, everyone's all over the place. Um, and at the same time, um, 
you know, give uh, myself room to perfect any little things or change anything that they may not like themselves. Mm -hmm. So that takes time. Believe it or not, it takes time. And sometimes as much time as I may give myself ahead, I'm literally still putting the last lip gloss on the last person as they're walking down the, as they're about to walk down the aisle because they're running late, you know? So um, I usually try, I'm usually over maybe like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes um, for the most part, but I try to give myself enough time. The bride, I always try to give her at least two hours um, because she's the bride. I mean, she has to be perfect. And, and then sometimes I get hijacked by the hairstylist and uh, we love you hairstylists don't don't take that wrong <laughs> no i love i do love them i do love them but it is it is it's uh it's an art to do makeup while they're doing hair at the same time i have to say sure i'll definitely have to say that it is an art not everyone can do it while they're trying to put a hair in a bun and then they're pulling the hair back like that <laughs> <laughs> it's an art <laughs> so yeah i try to give the bride at least two hours Okay. So, um, so what I'm taking from this is, um, first, if you're planning to do uh, hair and makeup before the wedding, which most people do, that uh, you'll give yourself plenty of time. So if you have, let's say, three people and then the bride, so that's five hours, like you mentioned, that's a five hour time frame. Right, right, right. Okay. Exactly. And so um, if you're listening out there, don't add people. If she says it's going to be five, like, oh, by the way, what about my mom? Like, yeah, uh, no. yeah, that's when hair and makeup becomes late because then they weren't ready for it. And then it's just a surprise and you're trying to uh, slide it in last minute. We can't do that. That's happened to me before too. I, I can imagine. I know. Like I said, I've been there. So. happened to me plenty of times. And I'm just like, because uh, another thing too, um, I don't bring all of my makeup. Like that's, I used to do that. And then I would have such a backache because I brought mm. so much that, I started to condense it specifically for the looks or for the people. Mm. So if I don't have that foundation for that person, I don't have it. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to bring extra things that I don't need to slow me down in my process. Um, just because I think that maybe, you know, no, I can do maybe one or two things and I, you know, I can maybe blend a thing or two. But to do a whole new look on a person that I wasn't expecting to do, like you're literally throwing me in with the wolves, like you're throwing mm -hmm. me blind. It's not fair at all. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So again, and no amount of money can, yeah, no amount of money can um, make you go faster. Yeah, <laughs> right? like it's just all. not going to happen. Honestly, honestly. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So don't do that. Just, um, just be honest. If you're trying to sneak somebody in there, it's going to end up. It's going to end badly, and that's the last thing you want. Especially because the person you try to sneak in is typically mom, and you don't want mom to look busted. Exactly. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. So exactly. So um, we talked a little bit about the eyebrows and uh, the tweezing and possibly waxing. That I know you don't do that, but my question is more geared towards when should it be done? Like you don't want to. I'm assuming you don't want to get waxed the morning of the wedding right before you show up. No, do it a week before. I would say, okay, it's, and this is very important for anybody, any person or woman doing any event, especially your wedding, um, do not try anything new a month. Like if you're going to try anything new, you got to do it a month before. Why? Because you don't want something to have an adverse reaction. And then on your day, you have to, you know, the makeup artist has to somehow fix it. We are not, we're not miracle workers. 
you know we literally we can we can enhance we can we can change you know you can do a lot with makeup and change the person's face but certain things are just we can't do so don't try anything new um the week of the week before don't try anything new keep it to yourself keep it the same process that you've always been doing i would say definitely waxing anything like that do it a week before because like i said you never know what kind of reaction you're gonna have it's a high stress time so some people do break out some people can't have an adverse reaction to maybe even a product and so i would definitely say like getting your eyebrows done um you know any base waxing if you want to do that things like that um a week before maybe two but I'll say a week because it still looks fresh when when um, you're going to do your makeup by the end of the week. Okay. So about a week before. I've had people literally on their wedding day that they're like, I had a reaction to something and like they're swollen. Mm. And so how am I supposed to make that not look swollen? Right. You know, to make you look good while you're walking down the aisle, you're not going to even feel good about yourself, you know? So yeah, it's a, no, don't do it. Right. You and want was- to be perfect. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And as you were talking, I was thinking too, like when uh, when some people, when they get waxed, they turn red as well from the waxing. So if you do it the day before, like you said, you're going to bring what you need. And so you're bringing what you need for their skin. And you're like, oh man, I need that high power concealer. And right. you didn't need it a month ago, but now right. I need it. Right. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. You want to be, you want to try to make it the easiest for the makeup artist so that the process is easier for yourself and that you don't have to take so long but they also prepared for a certain thing. That's why it's very important to have the trial because they're preparing for that. You guys talked about it, it's approved, and this is what it's gonna be. So let's talk about, you mentioned like breaking out. So what happens, uh, what do you suggest if you wake up in the morning and oh my God, there's a big pimple, what do you suggest uh, that they do? Do not squeeze it. Do I was going to say that. Really? No, do not squeeze it. Why? Because um, the cool thing about makeup is that you're able to disguise it. So there is some shade and light things that, um, you know, or spot conceal that I can do where I can hide it and it doesn't look so much like it won't show as much. Um, so don't pop it. But when the skin is raw, it'll be it'll be it can get patchy. It can get mm-hmm. loose um, versus, you know, Textured skin, you can get away with textured skin easier than you can get with like raw skin or that could mm. be bleeding. And then, you know, I use foundation liquid and then I also use powder on top of that. So the powder is going to stick to that. You don't want your face mm. to look, yeah, like it's peeling. Yeah. <laughs> so don't pop it. Um, the makeup artists, if they know what they're doing, they're going to on spot conceal it and they're going to be able to cover it up in a way where it's not as noticeable. Okay. Got it. Well, there you go. So don't pop it. Don't pop it. <laughs> I would have popped it, but now, now I know not to. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, I'm in a lot of different Facebook groups. And one thing I, I noticed, good or bad, uh, we're not going to stop it, is that the, um, we have a lot of uh, brides out there who are, are DIY, whether it's because they want to save money or they think they can do it better. And mm-hmm. uh, I've just, um, just succumbed to the fact that we're not going to change their mind. If they want to DIY, right, they're going to right. DIY. There's nothing we can do. I even right. actually wrote a blog about it, about doing your own makeup. So if a bride decides I'm not going to hire any makeup artist and I'm going to do it myself, mm-hmm. what 
advice would you give them besides don't do it? But besides that, <laughs> what would you like two quick tips to tell them um, if they're going to do their own hair and makeup or I'm sorry, their own makeup on the wedding day? Practice, practice, practice. Practice it a million times over and over. I mean, first, you know, decide the look that you want and practice that. Buy the products that you need, um, you know, keeping it back to, like I said, it's simple. Make it as simple as possible where it can be a few products that you can, that you only need to create the look. So um, because if not, it can be too much too quick and then you're going to want to give up. So if you are dead set on this is what you want to do, find the look, buy the products, make sure that they're condensed as, as possible so that you feel comfortable doing it and practice, practice it, practice it to the end so that one, you can look as beautiful as you want to, to look. And, um, and so that it would also, you know, um, it'll also show in the pictures as well. And you're going to feel great about yourself, but definitely practice it because you don't want to try something new that you don't know what you're doing. Um, okay. And sometimes girls tend to go want to do like a smoky and end up with like raccoon eyes. So practice, <laughs> please practice. All right. I'm writing raccoon eyes down. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess because I don't wear makeup, my misconception is that bridal makeup, at least if you're going to do it yourself, is very similar to a night on the town. Like if you're going to have a, a, a you know, where you're going to get dolled up. And so is that not uh, correct or no? Um, I mean, it depends. One, because um, every bride has their own look that they want to. But most importantly, or the most, the feedback that you get the most is that they want to look natural. Hmm. They want to look natural, not only because they, they feel, most of them are everyday women that don't wear a lot of makeup all the time. That's number one. But two, their husband or their soon to be husband knows them a certain way and you don't want to scare him off or feel like he's or like he's going to be marrying a stranger so you just really want to, i know no, but it's true. true i know that's why i'm laughing like you know if you if you know if she comes with tons of makeup on you're going to be like whoa what happened like what are you what are you doing if if you know that she's not that and you fell in love with a certain her you know, you're not going to want her with tons of makeup. Most guys aren't even into that. If you hear most guys speak, they'll say they're not into that. So you want her to feel comfortable. You want him to feel comfortable. And you want it to be where it's almost like take your breath away. And that really does come from natural makeup. It comes from very like that innocence, very um, beautiful uh, princess. And when you look at those princesses and things like that, they don't have tons of contour and all of these things. No, it's very subtle. It's very beautiful. It hits where, you know, where it matters. And um, yeah, they, you will feel the most stunning that way. So natural makeup is actually more of the, the request than not. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. When you were, we were talking, I was thinking like what you said that you don't want to look different than uh, what they know you as. And I was just thinking like, if they had, I don't know, on Instagram or on TikTok, like first look fails. Right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, you don't want that, especially not on your wedding day. It's too special. Yeah. So um, I think that is all the questions I have as far as the wedding goes. I have a couple more and then we'll get you out of here. I appreciate you um, taking no. the time to chat with me. 
Um, so you had mentioned before uh, kind of your, your weapons of choice. And I had a question that uh, I was going to say, if you only um, could have three items in your makeup bag, what would they be? But you've already blown that out the water. So I'm going to give you one. If you only had one item that you can put in your makeup bag, what would that be? Okay. And, and I've, been, I've actually been asked this question, so I know the answer. Um, it would be a uh, an eyeliner pencil. Why? Yes, please. Eyeliner pencils can dub as a eyebrow pencil. It can be an eyeliner and it can be a lip liner. And if you work it enough, it can be a lipstick. So you can put it all over your lip. Um, and depending on the color that it is, it can even be it can be a blush, you know, you can take a, a pencil and then, you know, rub it down enough so it can be a blush and even you can put it on your eyes for shadow. So it, that one is the most versatile out of all of the, because I can be bare face, you know, at the end of the day, whatever foundation, you don't really need foundation. You don't. And it just, it just adds to the look or just gives you more of a There's the lady with the fabulous makeup on right now. On. <laughs> and it's so funny because all I have on is lipstick. So yeah, I mean, you have to know how to work, you know, certain things, but um, yeah, like, you know, you don't need foundation. You don't need all that extra stuff, but you got, you're able to groom your eyebrows, able to add a little something to your eyes and something to your lips. That's really all you need. Okay. Um, I guess I have to work harder on my stumping questions. So um, <laughs> what piece of technology can you not live without? Meet my phone, sadly to say. Um, because my phone is my life. It really is. I have everything on there. I have all my contacts. I work on my phone. I um, You have a makeup app on there or two or three? Uh, do I? No, I used to, but no, I don't have currently right now. You used to? Why did you get rid of it? Yeah, because I needed the space. <laughs> and I don't go on there as much as often. But honestly, the biggest makeup tool that I have on here is my camera because, you know, you want to take good pictures and um, you, I assess my work that way. So, yeah, my phone, it has my calendar. It has my calculator when I need it. It has my cash app when I need it. Zill for, you know, for that, those things. Um as well as I'm able to have access to my portfolio online. I'm able to schedule things, text, communicate. So yeah, my phone for sure. Got it. All right. So since you're on your phone all the time, uh, <laughs> what is your go-to emoji? Um, the smiley face. The smiley, smiley face. Okay. How many, how many times do you smiley face in a day? Oh, it can be a lot, actually. Well, no, no. Actually, no, it's the crying face, the crying, laughing face, mm -hmm. uh, because um, my family, we, we're, we're jokesters. So we tend, to, we tend to send funny things and sometimes inappropriate things, and we laugh a lot. Okay. Can you show laugh. me what that crying, laughing face looks like? <laughs> well, it's kind of like that, but with tears coming up. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so what do you wish that I asked you that I did not? Um, in the sense of what, like where someone can learn something from it or just overall? Just overall, what question that you're like, oh, if you asked this, I'd be happy. Um, and I just failed you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you hit a lot of the main questions that I feel are important to know. Um, 
and even then, even even if you didn't ask it, I told you so. <laughs> um, I think yeah, no, I feel I feel like it was a, a good overall, you know, interview conversation that we had. That I, um, you know, I feel like somebody could have learned something, and as well as you know, they were actually a lot more interesting. I thought they, they were more interesting than uh, I expected. To be honest, I didn't expect those questions. What are you trying Some to say? <laughs> No, but just, you know, not everyone, you know, may understand the process or have, you know, the experience and things like that. So they wouldn't know what questions to kind of ask. We're like, this dude don't know nothing about makeup and he's going to be asking me some questions. Come on. (laughs) No, I mean, I really wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't. But I'm I'm actually very, uh, you know, uh, surprised. And I'm glad that you know more, you know, because, you know, for someone who is in that industry, you're able to guide the bride a little bit more or you know if they have any questions you're able to kind of like you know maybe answer them so it's uh much better than having to be like well I don't know like you know so um no I feel like all the questions that were asked were very very on point thank okay. you well, you're, you're welcome and this is the point where you tell everybody um how they can find you so your your website your Instagram or whatever however you want people to find you this is the point that I want you to do that Okay, so my Instagram is makeupbymaria underscore M-U-A. And on there, you'll be able to find a link to my um, my portfolio, my online portfolio, which is split on my beauty and it has my bridal makeup as well. And um, you can, my email address is makeupbymaria at gmail.com. And yeah, that's it. Those are the okay. main ones. I- Perfect. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of uh, Maria's information down below. So that way you'll be able to get uh, in contact with her in case you don't have to keep on rewinding and pausing and all that stuff. It'll be down below in the description. Um, My name is Damon with Complete Weddings and Events. I want to thank everybody for checking out the Complete Wedding Podcast. A big thank you to uh, Maria Rodriguez for uh, coming out and hanging out with me for a few minutes talking about makeup and how it's going to help you with your wedding. You guys have a great day.